He was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best, whether it's 9 p.m. weeknights on WABC or his own website, which I love, BillOReilly.com. Interviews, columns, TV shows, the Killing series. Got a new one coming out soon, Killing the Witches. And, of course, uh, that great tour with Trump last year. He's just the best. He, he's, he's the best in the history of the business. And what's funny, Bill, the great Bill O'Reilly, is I always say since you left, the guy that's he's behind you, uh, he's definitely behind you, but I believe he's the best since you left, is Tucker. And I find myself shutting him off every night. Here's where I become hypocritical. I say, on one hand, if you want to guarantee bad ratings, bad ratings, talk January 6th and Hunter Biden. You'll get bad ratings, I promise. Yet, yet, Tucker Carlson, for some reason, seems to think it's working for him, so I shut him off every night. So you tell me, Bill, you're smarter than me. What does he think he's accomplishing? Um, I, you know, look, the numbers that they have gotten this week, Fox News Channel, have been good, higher than usual, but... Not because of the January 6th story, but because of all the controversy engendered by it. So people uh, want to see, you know, what the reply is. And, and, you know, the lynch mob is out to get Carlson. There's no doubt about it. And so now we have a drama. Uh, Are they going to get him or not? What's going to happen to Fox? Uh, There's a lawsuit against them. You know, all of that. That's what's driving the audience rather than the actual happenings on January 6th, which, you know, I I don't particularly uh, think that's a compelling story any longer. I know what happened there. It was not reported accurately. It was shoddy reporting. And the same thing happened in the um, riots after George Floyd was killed. Very shoddy reporting in the sense that the – Corporate media wanted a narrative, a particular narrative, and the reporters said, okay, I'll give you that narrative. Everybody remembers the uh, CNN reporters standing in front of the burning building telling the anchors it was a peaceful demonstration. I mean, that was unbelievable. (laughs) That's true, yes. Um, (laughs) And I'm saying, uh, you know, so now we have a soap opera, a media soap opera, which is what this is. And uh, people are trying to figure out how much damage is going to be done. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, uh, that part of it, yes. I mean, because uh, maybe Tucker doesn't realize this, but that was not a good day for the Republicans. I mean, uh, yes, the Democrats lied. You did a tremendous morning message today where you talked about truth and lies, and they lied about just about everything, how many cops were hurt, how many people were killed. We know all that, but, but. Don't be silly. That was still a very ugly day for Trump and the Republicans. So continue to drudge it up. That doesn't help his cause. Doesn't help Republicans. That's true. That's a good, very, very good point. Um, so what uh, Speaker of the House McCarthy did by giving the uh, tapes uh, taken at the Capitol on that day to Fox News obviously has backfired. There isn't one benefit that the Republicans have gotten from it. And certainly, uh, Mr. Carlson has not benefited from it. I mean, a couple of nights where you do good ratings um, doesn't overcome a national image problem. Um, and, you know, so you've got to make determinations. Um, I was, uh, I'm following the story because I'm a journalist, but I, I'm not going to hammer 
Fox News because I, I think that would be – I worked there for more than 20 years. I, yeah. I, you know, if they do something heinous and something that I feel I have to get involved with, I will. But I'm not going to get on this uh, bash Ch- Tucker Carlson train. Oh, no. And people can make up their own mind right. about it. Um, why would I do that? No, I wouldn't either. Look, I'm not mad at Tucker Carlson, and, and uh, God bless him. I still think he's the best on TV and, and outside of you. The only person I would watch on a nightly basis. I'm not mad at him. I just think it's bad TV. I keep shutting it off. But I will say this. A couple of Republicans, not named Mitt Romney, have now, or Mitch McConnell for that matter, have now been exposed. Again, again, guys like Lindsey Graham and even John Kennedy in this particular case. But I will say on the Mexican cartels deal, those guys are great. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do here uh, with the people that killed those two Americans. But you tell me, Bill... Why will the White House not, not categorize the cartels as a terrorist group? Because they don't care about it. Have you heard a statement from President Biden about the two African-Americans who were murdered in Mexico this week? No, no, no. I haven't. No, there's no statement. He simply, and people find it's hard to believe, but it's absolutely true. He doesn't care about the southern border, about the fentanyl, about and it, because if he did care, he would have done something a long time ago. We, and he's done absolutely nothing. And I was on with Chris Cuomo, who you know, defends Biden from time to time last night, and I said to him, look, you're continuing to, to make excuses for a president who is simply incompetent. I mean, that border, he goes, well, it's not his fault the fentanyl is coming over. I said, hold it. What? Yeah, I mean, I'm paraphrasing (laughs) now. All right. Uh, I said, hold it. When you have six million foreign nationals pouring into this country, the Border Patrol has to deal with those people. They have to feed them and house them and uh, get them processed. That takes away all the barrier to finding narcotics. You don't have any, you don't have people there. And the cartels know that. It's like they just flood the zone with human beings that have to be taken care of. We were experiencing that in New York City with 50,000 of them. And so who's left to, to stop the, the drugs from coming across? That's what the racket is. But again, this is you, you've got to be a, a reporter who thinks about it who sees the big picture, and, and that's lacking. And then you go back to the president of the United States and you say, this is not a complicated issue in the sense that it's a big problem. What have you done in 27 months about it? You caused the problem by knocking out Trump's remain in Mexico policy, so it's your fault, but you've not made one attempt to fix it. And, and people, I guess, are okay with that. He's got a 42% job approval rating, Biden. I know. Well, listen, they're okay with it because a lot of those same people, Bill O'Reilly, that approve of Joe Biden watch MSNBC. Yeah, watch I CNN. understand. But yeah, I, and they, they, actually point, say, they actually say it's Trump's fault. Trump's there fault. There's a point where, okay, if you want to be that stupid, and that's the word, then what, what are we going to do? The Constitution gives you the right to be a moron. <laughs> It does. Does it say it like that? Perfect right to be a moron. And unfortunately, millions of Americans exercise that right every day. They do. Hello, I'm a moron, and I have a constitutional right to be one. 
and, and you see it almost every issue. These issues could be solved. I wrote Killing the Killers. You read it. We wiped out Great. ISIS. Yep. Okay? After we declared them a terror group by droning the hell out of them and spending, sending special forces in to kill the leadership. You're telling me we couldn't do that to Mexico? Oh, of course. Well, listen. Of course we could. Of course. It would take a month. If you watch. They all live in huge mansions. Yep, yep. These people. Okay? Yeah, there'd be some collateral damage if you're living in the mansion with the cartel leader. (laughs) Okay? You know, look up in the sky. (laughs) Well, not just Mexico, but I know you watched them. We all did Saturday at CPAC, Donald Trump. And he says, let me tell you something. When I return to power, not if. When I return to power in 2024, that Ukraine-Russia thing, that's over in a day. One day. Now, is he being a bit exaggerated? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not so sure that's true. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. Uh, you know, look, all this political stuff, you saw, I didn't watch Trump's CPAC speech. Because I'm not in, I'm not my, in business, basically, to watch candidates. Now, I will watch the Biden speech today where he's going to attempt to raise taxes again. Right. Which is absolutely the wrong thing for everybody in an economic situation that teeters from day to day. And but he's also a liar because not only is it the wrong thing for everybody in an economy that's going down the tubes, heading towards a recession, and people can't buy bread, but he starts every major speech he does by saying, I'm lowering taxes. For, if you're making less than 400000 I'm lowering taxes. No, he's not. He's lying. No, it's, it's, but now we're used to the deception of du jour, I call it. It's like the soup du jour. What's the soup today, madam? Oh, we have a lentil soup today, sir. And we go to the White House. What's the deception du jour? Um, what are you going to mislead us about today? Yeah. Oh, we're going to tell you fantasies about the border. Yeah. Uh, we're going to tell you we're deficit cutters. The deception du jour. I love it. I love it. He actually said he's going to uh, knock down that deficit by $3 trillion. So yeah, you're right. Sure. Yeah. And then the Congressional Budget Office goes, no, in the next 10 years, the deficit is going up $12 trillion. Uh, you're right. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I will say this. I'm kind of with you because you knew, of course, that the CPAC speech was going to be, look at me, I'm great. And, yeah. he, and it was. He did a great job. But the guy that I'm interested in, besides what you talked about today, is DeSantis. Because I like to watch the counterpuncher. So Trump has been kicking his behind for weeks and months, relentless, for no reason. I think it's actually a stupid strategy on Trump's part. I'm interested to see when DeSantis starts to fight back what that looks and sounds like. But that's de-intensified. So at CPAC, um, Trump didn't attack DeSantis. Right. Um, and I don't think, I think somebody's told Trump, not me, um, but somebody has, um, that that's not a good look. So I'm not, you know, when it gets to be mono a mono, which is a good possibility this year in the primary, because DeSantis will have to declare by May, and that's coming up fast. Then you'll see a little mudslinging uh, back and forth, but it really doesn't do either of them any good to do that uh, at this point. You've got to be, look, this is what I can do for you, the Republican voter, the American voter. This is why you should vote for me. Um, you know, you always have negativity, but uh, I think most Republicans like both of these guys. They're both acceptable to most Republicans. 
So mudslinging there, I don't know if that's going to do any good. You know, the Republicans, the conservative talk show hosts, they'll say this. They always say this, but you heard this. We've had enough. America's had enough. You're not fooling Americans anymore. Then Biden gets 80 million votes. Maybe it was Rick, maybe it wasn't. It's 80 million. So clearly they have not had enough. So the question still remains to me, whether it's Trump or DeSantis, is this country ready today? And that can change in two months and six months and nine months. Today, is this country ready to elect a Republican president? Uh, I think they are. I mean, I think if the Trump and DeSantis would have Dayton and run as a ticket Oof. with DeSantis as a second, yeah. uh, they would win against anybody but Michelle Obama. And keep your eye on her. She came out this week and said she was crying forever uh, for something. I didn't quite understand why she was crying. Um, I think maybe she didn't get the mansion uh, in uh, Moxie's Vineyard up in time for something that might have caused it. But Michelle Obama would be the only Democrat at this point who could give Trump DeSantis ticket a run. Um, I still don't believe Biden is going to go. Who else they've got? If it's not oh, Michelle Obama, who else? Well, there'll be Klobuchar come out. Sanders will come out. Newsom will come out, the governor of California. You'll, you'll have four or five of them, but they're all weak. And, and that's, you know, people, the independents decide to vote now. The independents are looking at an economy that's shaky and then an incompetent president that's been propped up by the uh, Democratic Party. So I do think that the Republicans have a decent chance of 24, but that party is not united. That's not a united party. Um, and so that's their deficit. 60 seconds to go. Throw one more name at you, Democrat side. Now, he has a lot of work to do, a lot of work to clean up this city. But let's say he does it. Mayor Eric Adams. Is Adams you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. The problem with Adams is that he, he doesn't, he tries to straddle the line, okay? So he was a sanctuary city guy. He won't admit that's a bad policy. So right off the bat, He's got a lot of voters who are very suspicious of him. He, he knows it's not like de Blasio, who just basically was a wrecking ball. Adams isn't like that. But in order to solve problems, you're going to have to get a lot tougher, Sid. I know he's your buddy, <laughs> but you're going to have to take him down to one of these uh, uh, boxing matches where they can kick you in the throat and stuff. <laughs> I don't even know, W or something. Yeah. You're going to have to take him there, sit in the front row and go, that's what you have to do. Right, right. No, I'm with you. I tell him that. I do tell him that. I agree 100%. What is the latest deal on the latest killing series on BillOReilly.com? Okay, I just finished killing the witches this morning. What an agony. I don't, you know, you've written a book, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a different book, but, but I just finished it. It'll be out September 26th. But I want everybody to go to BillOReilly.com for number one, and you're very kind to promote the website. We got a lot of, of really good editorial stuff there. But I want you to get on Team Normal. Well, Team Normal is, is fighting Team Crazy. <laughs> and we have uniform now. With the shirts, the polos, the hats, the uh, mugs, you know, Team Normal gear. You need it for spring and summer. It's coming. I love it. I want some of that stuff. I want to wear it to a Met game. It's on the way to you. All right, beautiful. I will wear it. But I had to get XXXL (laughs) because you're pumping iron all the time. No, I am. I'm big. Uh, Not as big as you are, though, Bill O'Reilly. As always, a tremendous, excellent, perfect appearance. I love you. We'll do it again next week. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Sid. Come on, the great Bill O'Reilly. Thank you. 9 p.m. every weeknight here on WABC. BillOReilly.com. The man's the best. 